Welcome back again, hockey fans, to This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I am your genial host, Bill Berg, filling in for the missing hobbit, M.J. Hammett. Uh, with me today, Bill Berg Jr., uh, down the street, Del Scanlon somewhere in Reedsburg, and Trasher down in Wisconsin Rapids. A lot to cover this week, so I think we will start with uh, some highlights from last week. We had a couple of games of the week last week, and Trasher got to see one uh, at one of the many rinks that the Wisconsin Valley Union calls home. Very true. Burglar, I was at the cold Marshfield Youth Ice Center watching the host or the the host Wisconsin Valley Union take on visiting Black River Falls. And knowing what we knew about the goalies coming into the game, we expected it to be a goalie battle, and it was. However, uh, Pistol Cowden did not play for Valley Union. Um, her backup, Madison Wagner Dewar, MWD, came in and played, but it was still a heck of a game. Uh, Black River Falls ended up winning the game one to nothing on a goal in the third period by Savannah Holcomb on a power play. Uh, that was the only goal in the game. Josie Matheson had 26 save shutout for Black River Falls. And uh, MWD, Madison Wagner-Durr, stopped 20 of 21. So uh, defensive battle for sure. I know uh, Coach Dan Bauer had kind of um, touched on it while talking to him during the, the game uh, where I was taking pictures from. The ben- I was right next to the bench, basically, and every time there was an intermission, which there was two of them, uh, he walked by me and said, we can't score any goals. And uh, I think this was the third game in a row, if I'm not mistaken, where they were shut out. So, yeah, it was a little bit of an issue for them. And uh, Black River Falls is not really notoriously a goal-scoring team either, but Holcomb got the power play goal, and that was enough for the, the one to nothing win, guys, in our girls' game of the week. Thanks, Trasher. Uh, the boys' game of the week, which we like to do every year, but for some reason didn't make it last year, was the Badgerland Conference Tournament. Uh, as we have mentioned more than once uh, on this podcast, we like the whole concept of conference tournaments. And as far as you know, Wisconsin goes, uh, the Badgerland Conference is the one that that started that, so we try to cover that every year. I do have to apologize to the Badgerland Conference people. Uh, being aged with cognitive decline, I forgot that they do their conference awards in between the third-place game and the championship game. And even though they send us the awards, um, usually I'm there in time to get pictures so we can attach pictures to all the the, the first team, the second team, the player of the year, and all that stuff. And I, I failed to do that this year. But anyway, uh, it ended up being a battle of Fond du Lac, uh, the third meeting of the Fond du Lac uh, High School Cardinals and the St. Mary's Springs Ledgers. And the Ledgers had won the first two, and I briefly spoke with assistant coach John Schubert of the Cardinals before the game, and he said, you know, maybe the third time's the charm. Um, but he didn't really sound all that optimistic. But he was hopeful. The game started out well for them. Uh, the, the, the first period was a lot of time in their zone, but their goaltender, Corbin Guy, was coming up big. Uh, 
really quick feet. Uh, the couple of point blank rebound opportunities they had, he kicked the foot out there and stopped them. Um, and then Fond du Lac, uh, Fondy scored first. Uh, wrist shot from the blue line through heavy traffic in front. I don't know if it hit anything, but apparently didn't hit another uh, Cardinal player because the goal was awarded uh, to the defense when he shot the puck, which was uh, Tanner Schultz. And and that put them up. And that was like, I don't know, they're about only about three minutes, two and a half minutes left in the period. So, you know, Coach is thinking at that time, you know, you, you, you're, you're planning your, your, your locker room talk in between periods, you know. They threw everything they had at us, you know. We, we turned them back. We scored a goal. And then they gave up a goal with, with 30 seconds left in the period. And that's, that is just a killer. You don't, you, I mean, you never want to be scored up. You don't want to be scored on in the first minute or the last minute of a period. It just, it, it just destroys all your momentum going into the locker room there. Uh, but it was tied up after one. Um, uh, some, some sloppy play on a careless play on a power play for Fond du Lac, uh, gave Springs actually two opportunities. Um, Dane Dinovich had two opportunities on the same penalty kill where the puck was kind of handed to him by the, the Fond du Lac defense. And, uh, he got stopped on the first one, but he scored on the second one to put Springs up ahead two to one in the second period. And they scored another goal, a power play goal in the third. And then, um, uh, an empty net goal at the end. But I, I did see um, uh, Coach Welch of uh, Springs after the first period, and I was down on the end taking pictures down on the end that Fondy was on in the first period, so Springs would be there the second, and he told me that he you know, he hoped that uh, I didn't have any good opportunities for pictures in that second period, that all the action would be on the other end of the ice, and when the period ended, I checked. I, I I took two pictures in that second period because the puck was just never down on on that end of the ice. Um, but the other thing I was impressed with, probably the thing I was most impressed with, um, defenseman Brody Dietert of Fondy. Uh, a little. Oh yeah. What now? Hang on. Shoot. Um, never mind. No, I got to, uh, what's his name for San Jose, the bearded guy, defenseman, quick, quick, quick. Brian Burns, Brian Burns, Brent, Brent, Brett Burns, Brett Burns, he's Brian a mini Burns, Brett Burns yeah. out there, he's got the hair Other. flowing out from underneath and he's got the full beard, it's not quite as long as Brett Burns yet, but he's only a junior, so he has another year to fill that thing out, and I'm thinking by next year he's going to be full on Brett Burns out there, um, just Lovely hair, you know, spoken from a bald guy. <laughs> Not jealous at all. Um, but anyway, it was a good game. Fonny Springs takes the Badgerland Conference Tournament, um, which gets us, nobody else had games that they went to then, right? So that takes us up to the Wyndham Garden Inn of Fitchburg, Players of the Week. Uh, as we all know, the Wyndham Garden Inn is the official state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin Prep Hockey. And the players of the week this year will be brought to you by Dell. Dell, who should take this self off yeah. mute. Yes. <laughs> Just took myself off mute, but thanks, Bergman, for passing it on over. One thing before we announce the winners this week of the girls and boys player of the week, I would like to 
say thank you to everybody that cast the votes, and especially you know for uh, at least one of them was cast by the opposing coach for the team that he played against this weekend. You know, it's nice seeing that where they're recognizing the other players on the ice for what they're doing, and a lot of times for the stuff that's not showing up in the scoreboard or in the score box. But tonight we actually have from on Alaska the girls player of the week. She had 30 saves, no goals allowed in a five to nothing win over Black River Falls on January 30th. And then on February 1st, she posted another shutout in a one to nothing win over Cap City in which she made 27 saves. And our girls player of the week is Izzy Lassa from the goalie from on Alaska. And with that, we'll move on over to the boys player of the week. And he played two games this week. He's a forward for Notre Dame. And he had one goal, one assist versus USM on January 31st. And was, in the opinion of the person that cast the vote, was the best player on the ice during that game. And his second game of the week, he had two goals, one assist versus Spash on February 1st, including the game winner with 135 remaining in the game. And that player was Brendan Poshak of Notre Dame and he is this the boys player of the week this week for Wyndham Garden and a Fitchburg players of the week and with that I'll toss it on back over to Burglar. Thanks Del. Just moving right along that gets us up to our top sixes and Bill I think you're gonna tell was there any movement this week? Yes stuff happened. All three have, like, different teams than they did last week, so it's all good. Um, for the girls, number one is still the Central Wisconsin Storm. Two, Eau Claire Area Stars. Three, Cap City Cougars. Four, the St. Croix Valley Fusion. Five, the Madison Metro Lynx. And six, the Fox City Stars. Uh, boys Division Two, Fond du Lac Springs is still number one. Northland Pines, number two. Hayward is three. Waupon moves into fourth. Uh, Wanakee is fifth. And McFarland is sixth. And then in uh, Division One for the boys, Notre Dame and Wausau West are still one and two. Arrowhead moves up to third. Hudson is still fourth. And Verona and University School bring up five and six. Honorable mention for the boys are Chippewa Falls, Madison Edgewood, and Onalaska. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, – I think what we, we touched on it uh, last week or the week before when we had, I think, the coach of the Stars on – yeah, about, uh, you know, unlike it had been in the past where there was just a handful of girls teams that just seemed to dominate. I mean, there was a, there were teams beating, you know, all sorts of, uh, I don't know if you want to call them upsets, but there were a lot of games that did not go according to script on the girls' side this past week. No, that was uh, Tom Bernhardt of the Eau Claire Area Stars, you are correct. And uh, I think the, the biggest takeaway from all of the the conversation that we had with him is that previously when we we'd have a top 10 poll it seemed like there were only six or seven really solid teams uh there now we have a top six and there seems to be a few more so like he he said any given night or any given day is kind of like the old nfl adage 
any given Sunday. And I mean, that's good for, for hockey in Wisconsin, you know, that there's more competition and uh, there's more teams that are able to knock off uh, the teams that are so-called the favored teams. Well, well and if they get up to 48 teams, we'll let them have honorable mentions again. And if they get up to 64 teams, we'll let them have a top 10. Well, uh, one team that, you know, we really haven't talked a little about this year. I mean, we've mentioned on Alaska a few times. You know, they had a couple of big wins in their sectional this week. One knocking off Cap City Cougars, one to nothing. And Black River Falls, you know, is in their sectional. But a couple other teams that are actually sitting out there, which are going to be have a really tough sectional. They're in the section with uh, the Wisconsin Storm, but that's Northland Pines and uh, the Northern Edge have, you know, quietly put together winning records this year. And I mean, their opponents' winning percentages, you know, about 45, 42 percent, you know, respectively. And their and their opponents' opponents are a little better than 50. But you know, quietly that they've you know moved up there into you know where they've got a nice winning record going, and you know have played some good hockey this year. And I, I think the last week, Northern Edge, uh, and another team that's had some good hockey games was uh, Baroqua, who's had a couple of shutouts here and there. So, you know, I, I think we've seen a lot of very good goalie play on that girls' side this year. And, and unfortunately, you know, I think one of the ones that we can, we've talked about has been um, Cowden for the Wisconsin Valley Union. And I think part of the, their thing is, is they've been having a little bit of a rough time being able to get it into their opponent's net at where they've lost some close games, but then they've won some t- nice close ones, one nothing over Cap City. Uh, they posted a shutout here not too long, a few different shutouts this year, and Cowden's had an impressive season. I think I think you touched on, on, on a key point there. Um, I think this year the goaltending uh Overall, among the girls' teams, I think the goaltending is performing better than the goal scoring. I'm looking at the, the 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 top scoring leaders in the state. There's really only a couple that stand out. We don't have we don't have the number of players that are lighting it up um, for the different teams. The 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 games that we've seen would um, cover some of the games of the week with the Storm and uh, the ECA Stars and that. They, they're not scoring a lot of goals. Um, I think, you know, good goaltending with, with the scoring being down, the goaltending is making some difference in a lot of these a lot of these tight games. So the question remains, or needs to be asked, I guess, is there just a dearth of pure goal scorers in the, the league, let's call it, this year as opposed to previous seasons I, I would say on the teams that I have seen the, the teams the games that I've seen the, the teams have had a hard time getting the puck to the net whether that is better defense or just not the not the one or two players that had the skill level to go through the defense this year so I, I think either the, the, the defense and the goaltending has stepped up and the the scoring the the, the 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 girls that can put the puck in the net 
Um, that's that's a skill. I mean, that that is a skill that you have to look for. It, it's um, on on both the girls' side and the boys' side. I mean, I, I've I've seen skaters that could do everything on the ice. Um, you know, pick the puck from behind their net, skate through everybody, get down at the other end, and you know, hand the puck to the goalie. They you know just didn't have that that knack for for scoring the goals. And I think I think yeah, on the girls' side, that's down a little bit this year, and the goaltending is is pretty solid for a lot of teams. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree both ways. Um, I mean, there's not like as many Abigail Stowe's or Jason Reeves or Teresa Knutson's as there has been in the past. And, I, you know, I mean, it could be possibly because the the defense and the goalies have really stepped it up. But, I mean, let's face it, you got uh, Cowden, you got Matheson, uh, you got Severson from Viroqua, uh, you got McCursey at Cap City. I mean, I'm not naming them all, obviously, Ocon from Beaver Dam, but you got some damn good goalies there that can stop the puck. And uh, maybe if your your goal scorers aren't as adept as they have been in the past, uh, I mean, that's a hard act to follow, Teresa Knutson, what she scored like 200 goals in four years or something along those lines. Jason Reeves, I mean, if you could catch her, maybe you could stop her, but you probably couldn't catch her. And, I mean, there's some very talented uh, forwards and defensemen in the league, obviously, but uh, maybe the, the overall skill level is down just a little bit. And like Burglar said, uh, the defense and the, the goaltenders are stepping up a little bit, and it makes the, the goal scored numbers hard to achieve. Or, well, yeah, I, right now we've got, we've got Emily Schaefer with 51 goals, Hadley Malcolmson with 37, and then it drops down to a handful of skaters, you know, with you know in the 20s, which is, you know, just barely over one goal a game. And the tops, we, we used to have we used to have more scorers, you know, getting multiple goals, you know, averaging multiple goals per game. Well, you know, I've been fortunate enough where you know I've seen uh, the Lynx play a couple different games. I've seen Cap City play a couple of different games and everything. And the one thing that I've noticed from them and most of the games I've actually gone to on the girls side is there seems to be a greater emphasis by the girl, the players themselves and making sure they're hustling back on defense and the, de- the defensemen, I-, I think, you know, have all have really have stepped up their game over what it was five, six years ago and have improved and knowing that, you know, the more they can do to limit the shots on their goalie, it improves their chance to win. And I think that a lot of them have taken that to heart and, and work hard on that getting back. All righty then. Moving along, we have some games of the week uh, coming up this week. And, oh, it looks like we don't have to stray far from home. Um, our games of the week are going to be happening on Saturday in the greater Wassa area at noon at D.C. Everest, uh, the Green Heck Fieldhouse. The Metro Lynx will be playing the Central Wisconsin Storm, and some combination of Bill or myself will be there. And then that Saturday night, we get to see Hudson. Uh, Hudson is kind of like, not close to anybody on our 
team on our on our group. Um, it's it's uh, you know like a two and a half hour drive at least from here, so we don't get to see Hudson a lot. But they're coming over to play Wasatch West, and they are what they are ranked now. Uh, Hudson is four, Wasatch West is two, so that looks like a pretty good matchup for a boys game of the week. So. Uh, Hudson and Wausau West on the boys' side, Metro Lynx and Central Wisconsin Storm. On the girls' side, both of those taking place on Saturday in Schofield and Wausau. And that gets us to Trasher's favorite topic. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Hobie Baker is down to its final two days, which is today and tomorrow. Um, so, coaches, you still have time to nominate a player. Um, talk to Jim Hayes of uh, Hobie Baker. As of yesterday, the 2nd, there were 43 boys nominated, which is 52%. And 12 girls nominated, which is 43%. So um, not very good numbers, considering really it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, Hobie Baker would like it if people could contribute some money, donate some money to the cause, because basically out of their pocket. Um, They're given an awards, but they're not really, you know, they're, they're paying for it. So... Um, they're not asking you to do it, but if you can, that's great. Like a booster club normally maybe has a, a couple dollars extra that they can plunk down for a, a worthwhile award like this. Uh, Hobie Baker Award is a great thing. Uh, so you got a couple days to uh, nominate your players, and if you have some worthwhile players, seniors, they have to be, make sure you nominate them, and uh, it's, uh, it's a great award for high school hockey players. And that's all I got, Burglar. And that should be enough. Anybody else? Dell, Bill, going once, going twice. Well, Uh-oh. while Dell was, while you were all talking about, you know, girls and scoring and lack thereof, Dell mentioned, you know, Northern Edge and Northland Pines is having good seasons this year. So I looked at at that section over the nine years that we have uh, sectional scoring on our website. And in those nine years, the Storm has given up seven goals total in the sectional final. Um, Only once in those nine years did their opponent score more than one goal. Uh, The Wisconsin Valley Union, two two or three years ago, scored three goals. The following year, they scored one. Otherwise, nobody has scored more than one goal against the Storm in the sectional final. Seven goals in nine years. So... As so good saying, as, as so the Edge have been this year, they have a they have quite a mountain to climb. So you're saying it's it's time to go to a, a two division on the girls side for the state tournament now as well. I think it's time to get a whole bunch more kindergarten aged girls playing mites, so that in eight years, some of these co ops break up. Can anybody in mind? Next well, year, she's perhaps. not a kindergartner yet, oh. but yes. <laughs> I pity the coach. I have uh, a couple of granddaughters in Madison that their dad is a, 
a huge hockey player and wants his kids to play. So I might have some granddaughters, a couple of them playing in uh, high school, probably in 10 to 12 years. But, that you know, you guys are talking about the storm, and that was the thing that I was kind of actually hoping that uh, I would be able to get Coach Susan's on uh, to talk about it. But, uh, obviously, we, we were unable to connect. But, I mean, the storm team is notorious for not allowing any shots. I mean, they play a great team defense, and the goaltender doesn't, you know, maybe see a lot of – of uh, a lot of shots at 12 or 13 a game uh, makes it a little bit easier than if you're seeing 30 or 40 or 50 a game. Well, that depends too. You know, it's, it's, you don't see a shot for, you know, seven or eight minutes, you know, you get kind of cold back there and stiffen up a little bit, you know, see like 30 shots a game keeps you loose, keeps you in the flow. Well, like we mentioned earlier, uh, not on the show, but in our pre-show chat, you know, Hudson, they had a 2 to nothing loss to Notre Dame earlier in the year. Hudson allowed nine shots in that game. I can't imagine their goalie was fully awake. I mean, <laughs> he, took, he saw nine shots. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be on at the top of your game when that happens. That is true. Uh, anything else, guys? Nothing okay, on this end. Uh, for all you loyal listeners out there, you can subscribe to This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, you can also watch us record the show live on YouTube, and I have no idea why you would want to do that, but uh, it's out there. Uh, that being what it is, uh, thanks for listening to this edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.